Ladies and gentlemen, in the red corner, hailing from the state of Nevada, representing the steam and wise guys, it's the always feared Vegas odds maker. And in the blue corner, the crowd favorite from South Florida, Mark Winning Picks Lawrence. And now, let's get it on. Against the spread, Winning Picks with Mark Lawrence. Welcome back, everybody. Once again, this is Mark Lawrence along with Victor King, and we're set to go for this 2017 college and pro football season here with Mark Lawrence against the spread. And as I say, welcome back once again to the show. We're glad to have you aboard. And Victor, it seems like just yesterday we were doing the NCAA ATS against a spread show here as well. Just time flies when you're having fun, I guess. It certainly does. You know, we've had a, all summer long basically to prepare for this weekend, the first full weekend of college and the NFL with all of our playbook products, the yearbook, Staten Logbook, the Black Book, and not to mention our newsletters, the Playbook, the Totals Tip Sheet. And, of course, the Midweek Alert, which will debut, I believe, on Wednesday, the 20th of September. I don't know about you, though, but, boy, you know, again, prepping all summer long for this weekend. And now down here in South Florida, we've got some added distractions that uh, are taken a little bit away from this great opening weekend. Yeah, we do, Victor. They say that we live in hurricane country down here, the Miami Hurricanes their nickname at all, everything like that. And uh, we haven't had a hurricane down here and I, since Wilma, I believe, maybe, what was that, 12 right. years ago or so? And, uh, 2004, but, right. Yep, and uh, it sounds to me as if uh, everybody down here, you can, all you need to do is look at the gasoline stations, go into oh. the stores and look at the water departments. You can tell what's going on. They say Hurricane Irma is about to introduce herself to everybody down here in South Florida. And if it happens, they're talking right now, perhaps, arguably, the worst hurricane to ever hit land in the United States is the way it's looking right now. So you know what we're thinking. We're thinking about uh, a wide right, if you will. Uh, we could use one of those wide right kicks from Hurricane Irma and let her run back off into the Atlantic Ocean. But uh, we'll have our thoughts crossed, our fingers crossed, and everybody, all our employees, our families, friends, our pets, our good friend Steve Crabb from uh, the Texas Tornado sent us an email this morning. Uh, inviting us to join him to get out of Dodge, if you will. But, uh, you know, our priorities are here with our family, friends, and uh, all the employees and everybody. So we'll keep our fingers crossed and uh, hope that uh, Mother Nature deals us a good hand this week. You know, uh, Mark, we we live inland, but inland down here in South Florida, uh, it's not that far. We're probably 14, 15 miles in the western suburbs of Fort Lauderdale, you and Weston, uh, Sandy and I in sunrise, and uh, maybe we won't get that surge, but we're, the winds are in the excess of, what, 150, 180 miles an hour, and we had a couple days rain earlier this summer that resulted in a lot of flooding down here. As you know, there are some spots down here, even in the western suburbs, that were under two feet of water, and that was just from you know a four- or five-day period of rain. So we'll see. They say uh, you're a little safer when you're inland like we are. But again, I would love to see a Scott Norwood here in a wide right as well with this <laughs> thing uh, maybe veering off to the east. And it's not just South Florida. It's the entire peninsula of Florida that's uh, that's under effect. Naturally, a bigger, stronger 
than Hurricane Andrew that, of course, devastated the state 25 years ago, not to mention our fans, our friends, our listeners, our families up the East Coast as well. Who knows where this thing will end up? It could impact Georgia, the Carolinas, etc. Of course, uh, I'm sure that you'll be putting your shutters up. Our hurricane shutters will go up on Thursday. We've done the shopping, and you mentioned the gas station lines. Unbelievable. My wife and I went out late last night around 2 a.m. to fill up their, our cars, and there were still lines uh, at that point as well. Well, uh, it all results in, obviously, the uh, Miami Dolphins football game being postponed this week. They're still deciding whether when they're going to re- uh, play that football game, whether it'll be on their bye week or at another venue, and it'll probably be announced got, here, I'm sure. You got news on that, I do, Victor? I, I do have news. I just listened, and, and they've already said they're going to be playing in week 11, which is both teams' bye weeks. I don't like the decision. I couldn't disagree anymore. You're now asking both of these teams to play 16 consecutive weeks, and if the NFL is all about player safety, they could have – easily relocated this game to New Orleans. I heard Pittsburgh. I heard Philadelphia. Both cities offered to play the game in their stadiums as well as they will be on the road in week one. But it is official. The game will be replayed in week 11 now, necessitating a 16 consecutive week season for Miami and Tampa Bay. Well, that's uh, probably not good news for the players for sure, but uh, we'll make our adjustments here and play accordingly. But we'll have one less game to keep an eye on on the NFL card this weekend. Before we talk a little bit about the NFL, Victor, it was opening week full-time in college football last week, and uh, I know there's a little bit we want to talk about last week in reviewing what happened here. First off the top of my list, as I like to do, I want to hit on the statistical part of what happened last week. I know you've got some thoughts about what didn't happen for some teams in particular, but uh, there were 15 teams last week that won football games inside out in phony fashion. And uh, I keep hitting on this. I hit on this because it's a very important part of handicapping football games to find out whether or not you win games the old-fashioned way. You out-yard your opponent. You win the line of scrimmage. And if you do it in phony fashion, these are almost always bad situational plays for teams in the next game. The winner of the most brilliant disguise, the team that won the phoniest football game of all last week in college football, it goes to South Carolina in their win over NC State, the Gamecocks lost the yards by 258 total yards, but yet won the football game. So keep an eye on South Carolina as a play against possible fade material, our brilliant disguise team on this week's college football card. And you mentioned, Victor, also about some teams that uh, perhaps got off to a very disappointing start, not quite the start they were looking for to begin the season. Let me run through the ATS and OU results very quickly if I can. And not much there after a basically a week and a half. But underdogs have now gone 22, 21, and 1, basically split right down the middle. It was the bigger underdogs, the 21 or more point underdogs, that did the best. They went 10 and 5 ATS, that's 67%. So it was those long, hold your nose underdogs that actually cashed in the best so far after that uh, first two Saturdays of the season. Of course, that first Saturday, there were only five games played. But it was the big dogs who looked very, very good uh, last week grabbing the points. As far as totals go, we're pretty much split down the middle as well. 19 overs thus far, 22 games have gone under. Uh, our selection, our King Creole play, we had our first four-star totals best bet of the very young college football season on Saturday, 
and that was on over 59 and a half in the USC Western Michigan game where basically both teams were trading touchdowns for a while. But we finally got the South uh, California shootout that we were anticipating with USC winning that game 49 to 31. The over did hit by 15 points and we're pleased to start the college football season with a nice four-star best bet winner uh, to again start the season. We thank everybody who joined us for that particular play. But you know what? It was a rough, rough week for Texas. And I'm not just talking about our friends, our listeners in the South Texas area that had to deal with that devastating Hurricane Harvey. And again, we feel for you guys down there. Yes, the hurricane is over, but the it's going to take a while definitely to clean up down there. And uh, our, our friends in Houston, we feel for you definitely. A lot of devastation, a lot of cars, uh, houses, people displaced. But not only did they go through that very difficult hurricane, but man, oh man, there were some teams in Texas, particularly the high-profile state of Texas teams that did not look good. They're calling it the Lone Star Suckage, basically. <laughs> and we would start off with the University of Texas losing in Tom Herman's debut, 51-41 to 41 to Maryland, the most points ever scored on the Longhorns in a new coach's first game. Not only that, but it was the most points the Terrapins have scored against an FBS opponent since 2010. And, you know, keep this in mind, Maryland, they had a brand-new starting quarterback. And then he got hurt in the third quarter, replaced by a true freshman, and yet they kept on driving and kept scoring. Not a great debut for Tom Herman. Rough time for the state of Texas as far as college football is concerned. As you mentioned, Victor, we had Texas Longhorns as a five-star play in our newsletter. Our newsletter took it on the chops last week, as did our late phone football service. We got off to a really rough start in college football last week. We used 300 dogs at uh, flat out just didn't perform, didn't show up, and we're looking for much, much better results this particular week. I apologize to all those who joined us last week. Uh, we'll be doing something special this particular week for those of you, and uh, I'll mention a little bit later on in the show exactly what that will be. You also mentioned, Victor, about some football teams last week uh, and how they perform poorly. And in this week's Coffee Club, and for those of you listening who aren't familiar with the Coffee Club, it's a new concept that we started in the off season between last year and this year, and it's a daily email that I send out having a cup of coffee with me each and every morning. It's in your email box every morning, and I go over my thoughts my feelings, my opinions, and uh, games that are on the card each week and situations that are going about. In the coffee club that we sent out Wednesday morning, we talked about the fact that uh, one of our favorite plays in college football occurs when college football teams that are lined as prohibitive favorites by favorites of 21 or more points who don't even score as many points as they were favored by, what we love to do is to play against these football teams the very next game when the opening line found them as a favorite in the contest. These teams are just flat-out overrated. They have problems. They're suspect. There's one team on the card this week you want to keep an eye out, guys. It's the Minnesota Golden Gophers. Last week, they scored 17 points when they opened up as 22.5-point favorites. These are in lined football games, not the off-board games, but the lined football games. Minnesota opened up as a one-point favorite against Oregon State. The game is now picker. Oregon State won, but keep an eye on the line. If Minnesota stays the favorite in the football game, we'll look to fade one of these phony favorites, if you will, a football team like the Minnesota Gophers this particular week. You're tuned in to Mark Lawrence against the spread, the nation's most popular sports handicapping talk show. And with that, Victor, before we go over 
to our topic and games on tap this week. Let's take a quick stroll over to the National Football League side of things, where week number one will kick off this week. And uh, there's quite a bit we can talk about on the card. But what came across my desk was the propositions at the Westgate Las Vegas Superbook about the NFL teams, whether or not they will make the playoffs this particular year. And I know you have some feelings and thoughts on that. So, too, do I. Before I get to your feelings here, Victor, from the propositions that are out there, just by the odds that are posted, the questions in the Superbook are, yes, they'll make the playoffs, or no, they will not make the playoffs. And if you used the proposition lines at the Westgate to determine who would project to be in the playoffs this year? This year, you would find from the projected lines in the AFC in the wild card game, you would find Kansas City playing Baltimore, and you'd find Oakland playing Tennessee. The Kansas City Baltimore winner would then go on to play New England, and the Oakland Tennessee winner would go on to play Pittsburgh. Those would be the leading contending favorites for AFC teams to make the playoffs this year. On the NFC side of things, Wild card round would find the Atlanta Falcons taking on the Carolina Panthers and also the Dallas Cowboys taking on the New York Giants. Then, moving forward, the winner of the Falcons-Panthers game would take on the Seattle Seahawks, who would be the number one seed in the NFC conference, whereas the Dallas-New York Giant winner would take on the Green Bay Packers, the number two seed. That's the way things would shape out if it played, according to Hoyle, to the Westgate Las Vegas Super Book odds. And before I hand it off to you, Victor, my thought in passing here on these teams is I talked about at the International Football Betting Conference in Costa Rica this year about a situation that the Carolina Panthers find themselves in this particular weekend, or this year, I should say. And what that situation happens to be is they were a Super Bowl loser who failed to make the playoffs the following year. That rarely happens. They almost always make it back. And when these teams bounce back two years after having been a Super Bowl loser, Eight out of 11 times these teams have made it to the playoffs, and I see the Carolina Panthers being a yes-plus team. They would be the one team that I would back for sure to make the playoffs this particular season. And I know, Victor, you have some thoughts on this as well about which teams will and which teams will not make the playoffs this year. Right, and you know it happens every year. This is the nature of the NFL. Two to three teams that were in the playoffs the previous year, maybe even as high as three or four, don't make the playoffs. And you see anywhere from three, four, five teams that didn't make the playoffs. They do uh, cash an entry into the playoff picture this season. For me, my two AFC teams that are out this year that were in last year would be the Houston Texans, who won the AFC South Division on a tiebreaker, and a team we talked about earlier, the Miami Dolphins. You know, the Dolphins are now a 5-100 to dog to miss the playoffs. And, of course, as we mentioned, they're going to have that very difficult schedule as well in which they're going to be playing, what, 16 games in a row. The two teams I see coming into the playoffs who were not there last year, one of them is a team that pretty much everybody's in love with to win the AFC South, and that is the Tennessee Titans. I think they win their division. We did mention that uh, prediction in our playbook, yearbook magazine, back in May. They're now, in fact, a minus 130 favorite to two yes make the playoffs. That would be the Tennessee Titans. But if you're looking for a underdog, a team that's still a two to one or higher underdog to make the playoffs that I like is the Carson City Chargers. Oh, that's right, the L.A. Chargers. <laughs> but I, I do like the Chargers to make the playoffs. And, in fact, you could actually see perhaps – Three teams in the AFC West division making the playoffs. 
I don't think it'll happen. I don't think Denver will, despite their great defense. But there could be three teams, and I do like the Chargers to sneak into the playoffs. Right now you're getting back plus 210 for the Chargers to make the playoffs. And over on the other side, the two teams that were in last year in the NFC that I don't see making the playoffs, number one, Detroit Lions, number two, New York Giants. In their place, I think two of these three teams will be in. I talked about Arizona and the fact that I thought that they were a great team to rebound from last year, in which a lot of people were, were predicting the Cardinals to advance all the way to the championship game. But I like them, and earlier this summer, I did play on the Cardinals over eight wins, and that's already up to eight and a half. And in fact, in some places, it's already up to nine as well. So a lot of the betters, the sharps out there in Las Vegas and Nevada are in agreement with me that Arizona will eclipse their win total for this season, and I see them making the playoffs. And I think either the Eagles or the Carolina Panthers that you mentioned as well making the playoffs there in the NFC. That's our take on who will and who will not make the NFL football playoffs this year. I will keep this sheet handy, Victor, and when it gets to become playoff time by the end of the season, we'll take a look back and do a little report card on how we fared on our observations about the upcoming NFL season for the 2017 year. We went a little bit long on our opening segment here. Stay tuned. When we come back, Victor and I, we're going to tear apart our college football game of the week. We've got a beauty when Ohio State tackles Oklahoma. That and a whole lot more to come here on the opening kickoff edition of Mark Lawrence Against the Spread. Attention sports fans, it's time to get in on all the football action at mybookie.ag. This industry-leading website is renowned for having the best odds and more betting options than any other sportsbook online. This is why Mark Lawrence only endorses mybookie.ag. Call toll-free at 1-844-900-2387 or go online to mybookie.ag to open an account and start winning today. Get the odds you want and the fast payouts you need guaranteed that's my bookie.a as an apple and g as in games tell them mark lawrence sent you only the biggest only the best only at mybookie.ag. sign up today think you know sports let's find out how many times do you predict the next play during a game now you can prove it to your friends and earn prizes in the process with the exciting new interactive sports app, FireFan. Get in the game now with a free download at FireFan.com. Use the promo code FREEFIREFAN. It's fun, it's social, it's competitive, it's interactive, it's free. And it's going to change the way you approach game day at FireFan.com. Play by yourself. Form a league, do live chats, and get in the game today at FireFan.com. Get a free download now by entering the code FREEFIREFAN. That code again is FREEFIREFAN. And join the army of fans that have found a better way to play. Ignite your passion for sports today. Enter the promo code FREEFIREFAN now at FireFan.com. Welcome back, everybody. This is Mark Lawrence along with Victor King as we go against the spread on this opening week of the 2017 NFL season, week number two in college football. And Victor, we've got a pretty strong college football card on tap this week. Our featured game of the week is a beauty 
when Ohio State takes on Oklahoma in a matchup of two top five ranked football teams at the Horseshoe in Columbus. Victor, your take on the Sooners and the Buckeyes this Saturday. Well, speaking of shootouts, this one definitely has the potential. You know, you can make a case. This is going to be a great year for quarterbacks in college football, Mark. You can make a case that any one of six different quarterbacks can win the Heisman Trophy. Josh Rosen, UCLA. Lamar Jackson, last, last year's winner from Louisville. Mason Rudolph, the quarterback from Oklahoma State. Sam Darnold from USC, who figures to be a top three draft pick in the 2018 NFL Draft. And the two quarterbacks in this game as well, with Baker Mayfield from Oklahoma and J.T. Barrett of Ohio State. In fact, both of these teams returning Buku starters on offense. Oklahoma bringing back nine players on offense, including their quarterback Mayfield. Ohio State, eight on offense, including last year's starter J.T. Barrett as well. The over-under line opened at 64. It's gone up a half a point. I did play it at 64 and a half. A uh, decent play on over the total. Both teams went 6-7 and seven over under last season. Of course, in terms of offense, Oklahoma couldn't have done much better than last year. They were the top team in the land in team passing efficiency. And I'm getting this from the playbook yearbook. They returned 99.4% of last year's passing yards, including Baker Mayfield, plus all five starting offensive linemen. I don't think you're going to have any difficulty getting 31 or more points. And the same goes for the Buckeyes as well, who are returning an offense that was number 31 overall last year, number 13 in scoring offense at 39.4 points per game. If you remember last year's meeting in Norman, the Buckeyes were a two-point road favorite. The over-under was 58.5, about six points less than this uh, season's line. The final score was a Buckeye win, 45-24. to 24. It did go over the total by 11.5 points, 443 yards of offense versus 404. Yes, there was a couple of the fluky, freaky touchdowns. Uh, OSU had a 60-yard, 68-yard interception return for a touchdown. And then right after that, Joe Mixon, of course, now of the Cincinnati Bengals, returned a kickoff 97 yards for a TD both quarterbacks look great in that particular game, and I'm kind of seeing somewhere in the neighborhood of 69 to 72 points in the rematch. If we go back to last week's action, Mark, Oklahoma did go over in their opening weekend, win 56 to 7 over UTEP. They only went over by half a point as the OU line was 62.5, scoring 56 points, though I might add, yes, OU did all the heavy lifting in regards to the over-under outcome in that particular game. But Baker Mayfield was unreal, 19 out of 20 for 329 last week. And, in fact, all OSU quarterbacks combined for 32 out of 36, 496, excuse me, yes, 496 yards. And Oklahoma did go 3-1 and one in the month of September last season. That's three overs and one under. Now, the Buckeyes, of course, played that, uh, for them, a rare Thursday game to open the season Against Indiana, they won 49-21. to 21. The over-under was 55, and the game ended up going over by 15 points. I think the Buckeyes are a little bit concerned that they allowed 21 points to an Indiana team in their very first game of the season. They had 596 yards of offense on their own, but again, they allowed 437 yards to an Indiana. And in fact, the, Ho the Hoosiers 
went 42 out of 68 in passing last week for 420 yards. If the Buckeyes allowed that to Indiana, I think that Baker Mayfield in Oklahoma scores their 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 variety of points in this particular game. You know, based on the line, which is Buckeyes by a seven to seven and a half, and the over/under line of 64 and a half to 65, the predicted final score is 36 to 29. I think it's fairly easy that both teams get to 31 or more points. I'm seeing a little bit of a closer outcome, maybe a 37 to 34 final score. But either way, we've already got our play in on over the total as the Buckeyes take on Oklahoma. Victor King to the over total in the Oklahoma-Ohio State football game this Saturday, looking for a, perhaps a well-lit scoreboard in the football game. And as you mentioned, Victor, here, both teams come in off pr- impressive performances last week. The Oklahoma Sooners in a 56-7 romp over UTEP a game in which they completely dominated the Miners in the contest. They won the yard 676 to 167 yards. That's over 500 yards. And they, in fact, the Sooners gained 419 yards in the first half alone. That was when Baker Mayfield, the quarterback who played only the first half of that game, was 19 for 20 for 329 yards, three touchdowns, and no interceptions. So the Sooners appear to be hitting on all cylinders right out of the gate. A revenge factor is in place here for the Sooners in this contest. They lost 45-21 to to Ohio State in Norman at home last year. That was their worst non-conference home loss in the history of our well-oiled machine. We go back 30 years to 1980, no home loss in a non-conference game worse than that than the Sooners took in this contest last year. Looking inside the numbers here as road dogs when they're playing off a straight-up and point spread win. Oklahoma really strong, 13-3 and to the spread, including 7-0 and if they scored 40 or more points in their previous game. For the Buckeyes, they come in off of what ended up being an impressive performance. They started out really slow against Indiana last week, and in fact, they trailed 14-13 to in the half in that game before they really kicked things in gear. You take a look at them right now. A bad situation, at least the well-oiled machine tells us that teams playing game two and non-conference opponents off of a conference season opening win in cover are just 5-12 and 12 against the spread when the non-conference opponent in this game has revenge. That'll be the tough situation for Ohio State to go into this contest with. On the good side for the Buckeyes, Urban Meyer is just a dominant performer in non-conference football games. In his career, how about 61-7 and seven straight up? 44-16-1 to the spread. And in those non-conference games when he's coming off a win of 20 or more, Urban Meyer 30-8 and eight to the spread. All good numbers, perhaps arguable cases on both sides of the football game. I'll play to my side in this game, the Oklahoma Sooners, with the big revenge factor here. I also note that Oklahoma, in their last 25 road games, they've managed to win 22 of those games straight up on the scoreboard. They know how to win games away from home. They very seldom play with revenge because they don't lose a whole lot of football games. And when they do, they do come to play hard. I'll play Oklahoma plus the points against Ohio State for my side in the big showdown game on Saturday. Don't you go away when Victor and I come back. We're going to tear down our NFL game of the week. It's the Sunday night NFL showdown between the Giants and Cowboys. We're going to also hop out to Las Vegas and join in with our good friend Andy Isco as we get the Vegas vibe to find out what's going on with that Superbook contest this year. That and a whole lot more to come here on Mark Lawrence Against the Spread. 
Hey, sports fans, football season is here, and it's time to get in on the action. MyBookie.ag is an industry-leading website that offers odds and action on your favorite games. Take advantage of the MyBookie specials before they're gone. Call toll-free at 1-844-900-2387 or visit us online at MyBookie.ag to open an account. Pull out your smartphone to sign up with our user-friendly mobile site for on-the-go action. What are you waiting for? Come join MyBookie.ag today. Call toll-free at 844-900-2387 or go online to MyBookie.ag to open an account and start winning today. Only the biggest, only the best, only at MyBookie.ag. Sign up today. Think you know sports? Let's find out how many times do you predict the next play during a game. Now you can prove it to your friends and earn prizes in the process with the exciting new interactive sports app, FireFan. Get in the game now with a free download at FireFan.com. Use the promo code VegasFireFan. It's fun, it's social, it's competitive, it's interactive, it's free, and it's going to change the way you approach game day at FireFan.com. Play by yourself. Form a league, do live chats, and get in the game today at FireFan.com. Get a free download now by entering the code VegasFireFan. That code again is VegasFireFan. And join the army of fans that have found a better way to play. Ignite your passion for sports today. Enter the promo code VegasFireFan now at FireFan.com. Hey, welcome back, everybody. Mark Lawrence along with Victor King, and we're going against the spread on the opening week of the NFL 2017 football season. And with that, it's time for our NFL Game of the Week, which kicks off Sunday night when the Dallas Cowboys play host to the New York Giants in a key NFC East division battle where the big news, Victor, is that Ezekiel Elliott will be in the lineup for the Cowboys this Sunday. You got that right for you people that are still uh, have their fantasy football drafts coming up. He will be playing in week one. However, the rest of the season still remains up in the air. An arbitrator, of course, has upheld his suspension. Again, he'll be playing on Sunday against the Giants. Who knows whether he'll be uh, voluntarily sitting out that suspension, that six-game suspension from then on in. But he will be playing on Sunday night on NBC TV at 8.30 Eastern, playing each other in game one for the third season in a row. That would be the Cowboys and the Giants. The over-under line opened at 49.5. It's come down two points, 47.5. And And I am not surprised by that at all. we got two basic under teams squaring off against each other. The Cowboys in 2015 were a 6-10 over-under team. That's six overs, ten unders. They followed it up last season by going six, nine, and one in 2016. And the Giants were one of the turnaround totals teams that I talked about in issue one of the playbook totals tip sheet. They went from one of the league's great over teams in 2015 when they went 11 and five over-under to a great under team last season. They went five and 12 over-under for the Giants They had the number four scoring defense last year, allowing only 18.9 points per game. And in their road games, significant because 
This game will be played in Big D. They went 1-7 and seven over under last season with a total of only 36.1 combined points in New York Giant road games last year. You know, Mark, uh, for a while there, this was almost an automatic over whenever these two teams played each other in the seven-year time span of 2009 to 2015. The Cowboys and the Giants went 11-2-1 and over-under against each other, and the average game, in fact, went over by nine points. However, last season, both games went under the total. The average margin in those two games was minus 19.5. Again, as I mentioned, they started off in week one against each other last season. The over-under line was a similar number, 48. The final score was 20-19. to It was that one-point giant win. And then in the rematch in week 13, the over-under line was 47. Final score, only 10-7. Again, another New York Giant win. So obviously Dallas playing with a little bit of revenge from last season. But again, both games did go under the total. From the database, NFC East games. Division games played in the first month of the season. That's games one through four, usually games in September. These games have actually gone 80% over the total in the last four years. With that said, I'm agreeing with the line move in this game, Mark. I do think the under is worth a play. I know that Al Michaels of NBC TV might not be joining (laughs) me with that call on the under, but I think the line move is a sign that uh, this game will be a little lower scoring. With Zeke Elliott playing, that means a few more rushing plays for Dallas, and we know how those rushing plays tend to churn up the clock. So I'm agreeing and recommending a small play on under the total on Sunday night. Victor leans to the under in the Giants-Cowboys game Sunday night. You mentioned Zeke Elliott playing, and it'll also probably be a rush to the Dallas Cowboys. The point spread in the game will probably go up because of Zeke Elliott and most likely the total because it's a Sunday night football game as well. So if you like the total in the football game, as Victor does, you're going to play under the total in this big Giants-Cowboys division showdown Sunday night. The New York Giants have won the money each of the last five meetings in a row in this series. And in fact, inside the series, when the Giants dress up as underdogs of less than a touchdown, less than seven points, they've gone 17-7 and one to the spread. Quarterback Eli Manning is at his best on the road and in division games. He's 6-1 and one to the spread as a division road dog of five or more points, and I believe we'll see that number come Sunday night, five points to the New York Giants. Uh, Manning was, uh, in his career, in season opening games against division opponents, he was winless, 0-5 straight up and 1-4 and to the spread until last year when the Giants opened their season up in Dallas and the Giants won the football game straight up on the field. Manning got off the schneid and won that particular football game. The Dallas Cowboys come into this contest here. One, excited about at least having Elliott this game. It'll be a while before we'll see him after this. But I mentioned here that Sunday night division home teams have really struggled in Sunday night football games. The Cowboys themselves in season opening games the last nine years, just one and eight to the spread. They, too, have struggled in home opening football games. And you've also got here what I think makes a play to the New York Giants in the contest, the Jason Garrett situation here. Jason Garrett for the Dallas Cowboys, they don't win games because of him. They probably end up losing games more likely than they do. But Jason Garrett has really struggled in his career as a home favorite with the Dallas Cowboys. 12-27 and 27 to the spread, just 4-11 and 11 in division games when laying points at home. 
I'll grab up the points with the New York Giants in this contest as my side when the Giants take on the Dallas Cowboys at Jerry's World Sunday night. You're tuned in to Mark Lawrence against the spread, the nation's most popular sports handicapping talk show. And with that, it's time to hop out to Las Vegas to get the Vegas vibe with our good friend Andy Isco from TheLogicalApproach.com. Andy, how are you doing these days, and how was your off-season since we spoke with you last? Well, Mark, I'm doing fine. It was a wonderful off-season. Got a chance to catch up and uh, do some additional research that hopefully will be of some benefit uh, throughout the course of the season. Of course, at the very top, I want to uh, uh, express my hopes that uh, the, uh, the impending hurricane that's about to hit uh, South Florida does not do as much damage as uh, has been projected. It's always best to be on the safe side, which is why the decision to move that Tampa Bay-Miami game to week 11 makes an awful lot of sense on so many levels. But with that having been said, it figures to be an exciting opening week of the season. And I'll have some information for you as part of this report about the Super Contest, another record-setting year as far as the uh, biggest contest in Las Vegas goes. I understand it is, Andy, and before we get to that contest here, uh, once uh, I would like to say thank you for your thoughts and wishes for us down here in South Florida with Hurricane Irma pending here as well. And also good news, if there is good news this weekend for us down here, is I received the Logical Approach football newsletter this week and was really, really impressed with the work that you put into this issue here. If everybody, anybody's looking for some in-depth analysis about what to expect this 2017 NFL football season, you have to get the logical approach football newsletter here. Andy tears down the NFL division teams, their prospects within each division, uh, predicts what their records will be within each division. A great deal of work was put in this particular issue here, and uh, I applaud you, Andy. It was a great job. And again, I encourage our listeners to go to thelogicalapproach.com and get your copy of the Logical Approach football newsletter this particular week. Speaking about, Andy, which we talked about here, the Super Contest in Las Vegas, the word is, the rumblings are, that they've already exceeded and will have the highest amount of entries ever, and it appears to be that there will be a millionaire this year coming out of the Westgate Superbook Contest. Yeah, as a matter of fact, Mark, I was over there the other day, and they asked not only, uh, they asked me to try and come up with a number for them, not for there just to be a millionaire, but a millionaire after taxes. That's how... Uh, the uh, uh, flow of the contest has gone, and uh, they may very well hit that. The old record uh, was set last year, and of course, uh, the contest started attracting nationwide, if not worldwide, popularity back in 2010 when the folks at ESPN were giving weekly coverage to the contest. I think that year there were about 370 entries. Last year, 2016, they set the record with 1,854. They are already about 500 entries beyond that, and they're expecting several more hundred between now and the contest sign-up deadline of this Saturday at 11 a.m. Pacific time. To be specific, uh, the uh, mini-contest, which is a separate contest that's included as part of the overall contest covering the last three weeks of the NFL regular season, weeks 15, 16, and 17, the deadline was uh, Labor Day this past Monday at 4 p.m. They had 2,328 entries available or at least signed up eligible for the mini contest they added about another uh, uh, 20 or 30 or so between then and the end of yesterday so they're now at uh, close to 2400 entries uh, which i expect them to achieve at the end of the day today or by the end of the day today and this year they also have a, a new contest called super contest gold which is a winner take all five thousand dollar entry fee 
They've already had 66 entries into that contest. We'll be interested to see what the final number is there. I know Jay Cornegay, the head of race and sports at the uh, Superbook, thought that they might get between 50 and 75. They were thinking a little bit more closer to 50 than 75, and now it looks like they may very well get 75, which means that they would have close to $400,000 winner take all. And what's interesting, because there may only be about 75 contestants, it might only take a record of, say, 59 to 62 percent in such a small field to win that prize. Well, that's attractive, to say the least, Andy. And if that were to be the case this year, somebody winning the Super Gold contest with a 60 percent win percentage, I would only imagine we'd likely see 100 plus entries come next year. And then as it grows, I would hope that maybe Jay and the crew would think about maybe having some sort of a runner up second place consolation award because you know you put five thousand dollars into that contest here and it's a winner take all which is kind of neat a winner take all thing but uh you'd still like to be able to think that maybe if you had a good run at you could at least get your entry fee or perhaps double it uh with a with a runner-up pat on the back good job type of an effort but it's going to be interesting this year to say the least uh, a super amount of entries a record amount of entries in the Superbook contest this particular football season. I know I'm looking forward and excited about it, and so too are a lot of people that are listening to the show. We're visiting with Andy Isco from TheLogicalApproach.com in Las Vegas. And, Victor, before I wrap it up with Andy here to get his complimentary play on the football show this week, I know you've got some questions, one or two, that you'd like to run by him on the show as well. Right. The one question I had for Andy was uh, this topic that we covered a little earlier in the show, Andy. You know, we talked about some of the NFL teams that were in the playoffs last year that figured to be shut out this season, and then on the reverse, teams that were not in the playoffs that have a shot at getting in this season. Is there one team in the NFL that you like for a positive turnaround compared to last year's win-loss record? Well, a couple of teams come to mind. The first I'll go with in the NFC would be the Carolina Panthers. 15-1 15-1 and one two years ago. They made it to the Super Bowl where they lost to Denver. Now, they were not as good as that 15-1 and one in, uh, record might indicate. Last year, they fell back to 6-10 and 10 following a pattern that's evolved over the past 20 years or so of the Super Bowl runner-up, or in other words, the Super Bowl loser, uh, stumbling a bit the following season. All of a sudden, they are the team that's hunted within their conference, and that befell Uh, the Carolina Panthers last year. I still think this is a very talented football team. I think the addition of Christian McCaffrey uh, to uh, join Cam Newton in the backfield, Christian McCaffrey, very valuable running and catching the football. Luke Keekley on defense. I think Carolina's poised to make a run for the division title, and I expect them to make the playoffs. As I think the NFC South is going to be the best balance, the deepest division. You're going to have four very good teams there. I think ultimately Carolina is going to emerge as the best team in that division. I think the AFC, we may see a little bit more of form holding true this year. And by that, I mean you mentioned about the number of teams that make the playoffs one year and miss them the next year. Historically, it's been about five or six teams that we see make the playoffs one year and miss them the next year. However, in recent years, it's been a little bit less than that. Last year, six teams made the playoffs uh, that did not make them in 2015. But the previous couple of years, we've seen as many as eight teams uh, show a bit of a uh, uh, of a repeating from one year to the next, meaning that there's been little room to join the party for teams that didn't make it the year before. I expect the AFC to have five of the six teams back in the playoffs 
this year that made them last year. The one exception being, unfortunately for you Miami Dolphin fans down there in South Florida, uh, they may fall back a little bit. Their win, their season win record uh, total is about seven now with the change in quarterbacks. I don't think that the decline from seven after seven was justified when uh, Jay Cutler was signed to replace uh, uh, Ryan Tannehill. But the schedule gets much more difficult this year. I think the Dolphins are still good enough to win eight or nine games. But I don't think that's going to be enough to make the playoffs. The team that I expect to replace Miami in the playoffs, I expect as a wild card team, the Tennessee Titans. Very fashionable pick this year. They showed some very good signs of turning things around last year. I expect that to continue this year. Otherwise, same old suspects of uh, New England, uh, Houston, uh, Kansas City, Oakland for a second year in a row. And then, of course, the, uh, the other team uh, escapes me right now that I'm leaving out that will make it back once again. Uh, will be the uh, Pittsburgh Steelers. Andy, I'm going to put you on the spot here a little bit uh, because of all this and the great overview that you did in in your uh, The Logical Approach newsletter this particular week. Who do you see making it to the Super Bowl this year? Is Tom Brady back looking for that sixth win this year, or will there be someone else? Well, you know, it's really easy to pick New England. I mean, they are, uh, they've been the cream of the NFL uh, for a decade and a half, but it's so difficult to make it to back-to-back Super Bowls, much less win them. In fact, the Patriots were the last team to do that, and that was back in, uh, I think, 2002 and 2003 uh, when they uh, won uh, Super Bowls against Carolina and Philadelphia, interestingly enough, both by three points. So it wasn't those they blew past those teams. I'm going to look for a little bit of new blood this year to make it into the Super Bowl in the AFC and one of the old veteran teams in the NFC. I've got the Houston Texans making it out of the AFC this year. I expect them to upset New England on the road in a uh, uh, AFC championship game. I expect the New England, the uh, Houston Texans rather, to face the New York Giants in the Super Bowl. The Giants to make their third Super Bowl appearance since 2007. The first two Super Bowl appearances, ironically enough, were against New England. Giants won both of those games. I expect the Giants, I'm looking for the Giants to get past Seattle in the NFC Championship game to set up a Super Bowl between what I expect to be two of the best defenses in the NFL, the New York Giants and the Houston Texans. It always comes down to defense. There's no doubt about that. Andy sees Bill O'Brien taking down his former coach, Bill Belichick, to make it to the Super Bowl to take on Eli Manning and the New York Giants this year. Great review here on the show this week, Andy. And before we let you go, I know our listeners would love to know who you're looking at for your complimentary play on this week's NFL football card. Well, it's an interesting opening week. And, of course, uh, coming up next week, we'll be starting to do line moves. Difficult to really report on accurate line moves for week one because these numbers, especially at the number of these Las Vegas locations, have been up since late April. So it's really hard to say that there were significant line moves this week other than uh, results reacting to uh, roster cuts, for example, at the end of the preseason. But we'll get into that next week. As far as the selection this week goes, I'm going to look at the game between Baltimore and Cincinnati, already a key AFC North battle. In fact, we have a number of situations this week where all four division teams are playing one another. We have that in the NFC East. We have it in the AFC North. I'm not as sold on Cincinnati as many of my peers are this year, expecting a bounce back season from the Bengals. I think the window for the Bengals is starting to close, and we saw that last year. You go back about three, four years, the Bengals were one of the fashionable teams to uh, make it out of the AFC, but they never quite were able to do it. In fact, despite five straight playoff appearances, they were one and done in each of those five games. However, 
in this opening spot this week, opening at home against the Baltimore Ravens. I like the Cincinnati Bengals laying a field goal to get by their division rivals. Baltimore beset by injuries throughout the offseason. Another team whose window may be closing, closing because of injuries and lack of talent that's been able to stay on the field. Joe Flacco, of course, inactive for basically the entire preseason. He may be a bit rusty. The Cincinnati defense, very aggressive. I'm going to look for Cincinnati to at least get off to a good start this year with an opening day win and cover against the Baltimore Ravens. I think long term, go back a year from or go ahead a year from now, I think Baltimore will be the better football team. Uh, But right now I'm going to look for Cincinnati to get off with a win and cover over their division rivals. Andy Isco likes the situation with the Cincinnati Bengals to win and cover their first game this week when they host Baltimore in a big AFC North division battle. Andy, a great job on the show once again this week. And once again, before I let you go, I want to encourage our listeners to get your hands on this week's copy of The Logical Approach. All you need to do is log on at thelogicalapproach.com or you can pick up a copy in the playbooksuperstore.com website as well. But it's a must read. Get Andy's Logical Approach newsletter this week for sure. Andy, once again, I look forward to visiting you with you next week. We'll get the final tally on what we're looking at for the Superbook contest this year. And we'll talk about week number two. I'm going to wish you the very best of luck on opening week this week. Thank you very much, Mark. Victor, stay safe. Enjoy the weekend. Let's get it off to a good start. Thank you so much, Andy. We enjoyed that. That was Andy Isco joining us from TheLogicalApproach.com in Las Vegas. Don't you go away. When we come back, we'll put the final wraps on this show. I'll share with you my awesome angle of the week. We'll get Victor's complimentary play and mine as well when we're back with the final segment here on Mark Lawrence Against the Spread. Attention sports fans, it's time to get in on all the football action at mybookie.ag. This industry-leading website is renowned for having the best odds and more betting options than any other sports book online. This is why Mark Lawrence only endorses mybookie.ag. Call toll-free at 1-844-900-2387 or go online to mybookie.ag to open an account and start winning today. Get the odds you want and the fast payouts you need guaranteed. That's mybookie.a as an apple and g as in games. Tell them Mark Lawrence sent you. Only the biggest, only the best, only at mybookie.ag. Sign up today. There's a storm coming, a firestorm. Get ready to raise your game because watching sports will never be the same. Introducing FireFan. It's a game changer. Finally, a sports app that puts you into the game. You predict the scores. You call the plays all in real time while you watch and compete against celebrities, friends, family, and other diehard sports fans. The more you call it, the more points you can achieve. Be a loyal fan and earn loyalty rewards. Don't miss the hottest sports app of the year. FireFan, ignite your passion. Download your FireFan app today at FireFan.com. Enter player rewards code, FREEFIREFAN. That's player rewards code, FREEFIREFAN. Play the game. Fan the fire. Earn rewards. And now, the moment you've been waiting for. From the hot South Florida sun, it's Mark Lawrence with his awesome angle of the week. Okay, guys, let's get to it. Our awesome angle of the week, week number one in the National Football League. We call it Super Letdown. 
And what we're looking to do is to play against last year's Super Bowl loser if they're away in game one of the new season. This is a stat that comes from our incredible stat of the week in the Playbook Football Newsletter. The super letdown play is against the Atlanta Falcons, last year's Super Bowl loser, because teams in this role are just 2-15 and 15 straight up and against the spread since 1985. So we'll play against the Atlanta Falcons for our super letdown awesome angle play, grabbing the points with the Chicago Bears for our awesome angle play this Sunday. And with that, I'm going to pass along to Victor King from King Creole Sports to find out what Victor's got on tap this particular weekend and ask him if he would to share his complimentary play on the show this week as well. Sure can, Mark. In fact, we have issue number one of the totals tip sheet out. And if any one of our listeners wants to get a free copy of issue one, we would gladly email you out one. If you send me an email to vic at playbook.com, mention the Mark Lawrence Against the Spread a podcast, and we'll go ahead and attach the totals tip sheet number one to an email and send it on out to you for this week. One of those plays in the tip sheet is a team that you just mentioned, the Atlanta Falcons, and we're going against the grain. I know a lot of totals players are going to be going over the total in this one based on Atlanta's great record last year, including their playoff games. Atlanta went an amazing 16-2-1 over under. No team in the NFL has ever had 16 overs in a season, including the playoffs, but the Falcons did, of course. They had a historically explosive offense. So, again, a lot of players will be going over, but not us. We're going to potentially save our Falcons over bullets in our gun for next week's home debut at Mercedes-Benz Stadium against the Green Bay Packers. Not to mention the fact that this Atlanta-Chicago series has gone 1-8 and eight over under. In the last nine meetings, the average game has gone under by more than double digits, minus 11.7 points per game. And at last look, Atlanta is one of the biggest road chalk teams in week one. By now, all sharp over-under bettors are aware that the bigger the margin for road-favorite teams, the better the under results. Yes, there is indeed a correlation between over-under results and big point spreads for road favorites. In fact, here we go from the database, last five years, 18, 45, and 1 over under. Game 15 or less, big non-division road favorites of a touchdown or more points. Last season, there were seven of these big road chalk games in the NFL. All seven games went under the total, and that's basically good enough for me. You know, the over-under line in this game opened at 51 points. I played mine at 51 Lo and behold, it's down to 49. It's come down a full two points. And with an over-under line this high, the people who do bet over, you're going to need points from both teams to cash your winner. You can't rely on just one team like Atlanta to do all the heavy lifting in terms of the scoring. And we all know that Chicago had a very poor offense last season, number 29 in the league in points per game at only 17.4. And with a new quarterback, you simply cannot trust the Bears to score the significant amount of points in week one for this game to go over the total. So the hosts, I think they do all they can to slow this game down. We're going under Falcons-Bears under the total. 
Our four-star NFL over of the week, our first best bet of the NFL season, is already up at the playbook.com website. We'll have a four-star over of the week in college football as well. That'll be up on Friday morning. And again, if you're interested in a free copy of Total's Tip Sheet Number 1, just send me an email at vicatplaybook.com. Mention the Against the Spread podcast show. We'll be glad to shoot you a copy. Mark, let's batten down the hatches. From a selfish standpoint, this hurricane may impact our television viewing on Saturday and Sunday. I don't recall an NFL opening week in which I wasn't able to watch any games at all, but that could very well be the case as the electricity could very well be out here on Saturday and Sunday and Monday. Who knows where we'll be exactly a week ago, a week from today on Wednesday morning as we clean up. But again, we'll batten down the hatches. And uh, again, best of luck to you this weekend, Mark. Well, thank you, Victor. Same to you and yours. And may your family be safe as well this particular weekend here as we hope Hurricane Irma decides to do that wide right, if you will, or stay south of us, whatever the case ends up having to be. Before I get to my complimentary play on the show this week, I want to remind our listeners out there that our good friends at mybookie.ag have a tremendous $1,000 sign-up bonus for our listeners to the show. To take advantage of a $1,000 sign-up bonus at mybookie.ag, simply log on to the website or call them toll-free at one 866 bets that's one 2387 and as i mentioned earlier here on the show the all-new coffee club is something i think that you'll be interested in having in your email each and every day you'll get my thoughts on the card each day and my also my handicapping thoughts and opinions as their football season is evolving it's only ten dollars per month to have it into your inbox and you get the a first month free when you sign up for the coffee club to do so simply log on at playbook.com or call the office toll free at 1-800-PLAYBOOK to take advantage and speaking about taking advantage my big huge five dollar ultimate weekend football package offer kicks off this weekend every college and nfl football selection play i make this weekend including my nfl opening week play of the year will be available to listeners of the show for just five dollars you heard me right just five dollars gets it all the ultimate football weekend package to take advantage log on at playbook.com for the five dollar ultimate weekend package this weekend my complimentary play on the football show this week we're going to hold our nose and get a big clothespin out this particular week and play unlv the running rebels from las vegas who are in off a record-breaking loss last week. They were 45-point home favorites when they lost straight up to Howard University. The biggest point spread loss in history in Las Vegas by UNLV last week. They laid a giant egg last week. They've got a visit to Ohio State up on deck next week, so they'll need this game at Idaho like blood this particular week. One, to wipe off a red face embarrassment from the loss last week and two so that they don't open up the season 0-3 under Tony Sanchez. He did a great job with recruits in the offseason here. You've got Idaho 0-7 to the spread the last seven times they've been favorites of nine or more points. We'll grab up the points with UNLV against Idaho for my complimentary play on the show this week. And that's going to put the final wraps on this show. For our good friends who are listening, I want to thank Victor King from King Creole Sports for his helping out on the show each and every week as he always does. Andy Isco from TheLogicalApproach.com 
And our good friend Jack Reynolds, who we know is listening from above. Jack, keep us safe this particular week with Hurricane Irma, if you will. Until next week, this is Mark Lawrence reminding you to always remember to bet with your head, not over it. And good luck as always.